This is Over the Ledge. On 98.1 WQAQ. Welcome everyone into a new and unique episode of 98.1 Over the Ledge on 98.1 WQAQ. My name is Connor Court alongside co-host Cameron Lavaster. Uh, and a special guest today. Um, if you, Cameron, do you want to introduce our special guest tonight? Yeah, we have my buddy in this. I was going to say the studio, but it is actually my bedroom. We have my buddy in my bedroom today. Uh, welcome to the show, Connor Michel. How you doing, Connor? I'm doing pretty good, guys. Happy to be here. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So we're going to interview Connor real quick, and then we'll get to our regularly scheduled program where we go into our um week 11 records and week 12 predictions. So, um, yeah, but first we'll interview Connor, ask him a few questions, what he's been, what he's been up to. So Cameron, do you want to start it off? Yeah. So you're running track at the university of Maine division one program. How's that been going so far? It's been going incredible. We got our first meet coming up in a little over a week and I'm nothing but excited for it. We've been working our hardest and hopefully we can beat the out of UNH. I'm going to have to censor that, but <laughs> it is a clean podcast. Yes, it's a, this is a clean <laughs> podcast off to is a it, great start. Where, where is it? It's um, right in our backyard in Orno. It's in the field house at, I believe, 11 o'clock in Orno. What's the field house like? Because I know I've been in there like once, but I haven't really paid attention to much in there. Oh, well, coming from the county, it's definitely humongous. I know it's not the biggest in the country, but just being in that size of a stadium and having an actual indoor track, just incredible. So this is an indoor track and field meet. And then obviously in the spring, you guys will move outside, hopefully being up in Maine where it's already so cold. and. Oh. Yep. <laughs> you're just making it hard for me. Bro. Yeah. You're making it really hard. Making it really hard. You've never run indoor before. So what, I've never what's, run indoor. what's it been like so far being indoor? It's definitely been a challenge. We've had a few mock meets and race type events just within our team. And it's definitely been a challenge getting used to it, but Hopefully by season it should be good. We have two preseason meets coming up, and then we have break, and then right into the swing event until graduation. Now, for the people at home, what events do you run? In high school, I ran both 110-meter hurdles and 300-meter hurdles, but in college, I'm transitioning over to the 400 hurdles, the 4x400 relay, and an indoor running the 500-meter. Wow. So, obviously, like we mentioned earlier, from – uh, you're, you and Cameron are, went to high school together. You ended up at division one, uh, running track for Maine. What was that recruiting process like for you? Was it anything like interesting or kind of made Honestly, the right decision? Yeah. <laughs> it's been my dream to run there forever. And it was kind of a roller coaster. It's the coach that I run under right now has only been there for a little over a year. And the previous coach didn't respond to my emails. And then <laughs> At one of our meets this year, they had a couple of their athletes there just working the meet, seeing if they had any talent, and that was at the PVC meet, actually. And it was Zach Beaton, one of my idols from... One of your idols? One of my idols. You, you shut can't up. call your idol. Shut the... <laughs> All right, one guy I knew from high school, so he told their coach about me, and then lo and behold, a few weeks later, I was on the team as their preferred walk-on. <laughs> Would you say that you recruited, you were trying to recruit yourself at first? A hundred percent. Before I was asked to be on the team, I was willing to do whatever it took to get on the team. Because I remember like a year and a half, two years ago, you, like, I had probably four or five conversations with you about like 
sending when you were sending the emails to the coach and how he literally never responded to them oh yeah it's i know now what happened so i was sending him emails and it was because that coach quit and he's now in some colorado school now so he he really didn't care about recruiting so <laughs> i think i proofread your original email actually you definitely did proofread my original email <laughs> i was so nervous to send that out and they didn't read it all right Oh, geez. Let me think. So kind of just like sticking with track, did you, how, so obviously you said you always wanted to run at the U of Maine. When did you start getting into track? Like what age would you say? Well, I started track in middle school, but I wasn't really anything special. I was just like the regular, like 90 pound kid. So I really didn't start until high school when I really got into hurdles and I really started taking it seriously and taking sports seriously. Now you're 95 pounds. I'm 95 pounds. <laughs> I, I put on nine pounds and I got to school. Not a boy. So you won two state championships this year, and you have you had four in high school total. I I had to leave before you could win those. Like I've left right before I think the 110 race at states this year. But can you kind of describe what those experiences were like? I knew my hardest challenge would be the 110 hurdles, especially with the kid on my right it's he wasn't incredibly fast but over the middle five hurdles he kept grabbing my arm which slowed me down a good bit and then by the end i um eventually regained the lead and i won it with the lead and i think in that whole stadium or track i was the only one that knew i'd won the state title at that point and then the 300 meter hurdles it wasn't my best race but i got the job done it's there wasn't too too much talent in the 300 hurdles this year compared to normal I don't think, when you say it wasn't your best race, I don't think there was a single 300 race where, like, talking to you after it, that you were happy with how you raced. Oh, no. My 300 races were very, very, very rough in high school. But you, you broke the school record, and you also won the state championship in it. So I'd say that was pretty successful. I was going to say, winning a state championship is pretty successful in itself, like a pretty good accomplishment. You were talking, yeah, you were talking about the 110 meter where the kid on your right was like grabbing your arm. Is that like a regular occurrence or was it because of a state championship that people would try to grab your arm as you're running? It's a regular occurrence in a good amount of races. But that was the first time it happened to me because in a majority of the other races, just especially because we we're up here in the county a lot, there wasn't too, too many people that close. So as we go down state and it's cities and schools from all across the state and there's more people they just get oh i can't find the word but it gets more intense and mm -hmm. races are a lot closer yeah i know like some people don't understand this but especially for the 110 hurdles these hurdles are really big and and they even go up for college so can you can you like explain how tall these are and how hard it is to actually get over because i think i would face plant trying to go over yeah, one i i definitely would like i like to think i'm a little bit of an athlete back in high school but i tried like even stepping over a hurdle and it was a lot higher than i thought it was i think our friend jacob actually did try to two-step a 110 hurdle and <laughs> went face to track so mm -hmm. it's the 300 hurdles are 36 inches which i can comfortably stand over and they're not I too, can't. too high. <laughs> and then in high school, the um, 110 hurdles are 39 inches. And in college, they go up to 42 inches, which I haven't actually hurdled 42-inch hurdle yet. But it's definitely quite the change because the 110 hurdles are all about per perfection. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a like a big difference like running indoor like, compared to outdoor? 
Oh, yeah. Running indoor, it's all about the track. Because, like, at UMaine, I know we have incredibly tight turns. So if you get an outside lane, you're going to have to climb the bank a little bit more. But if you have an inside lane, you have to use a lot of your energy to turn yourself around and not just go flying out of their lane. So they're all banked tracks? Not all of them, but I've only been to the one, so... I know when we go down to UNH eventually, I don't think they have a banked track, but I'm not 100% sure. I feel like like that would be very weird, like running uphill on a curve. in a. Definitely. It's taken a lot of getting used to. And from what I hear from upperclassmen, a track can take seconds off your time if you're running on a good track. Well, for the like the like the 55 meter hurdles too, those are like down a straightaway down the middle of the track, right? They're yep. not like on the, the actual track itself. Yeah, like the 60 and the... Or it depends on what track you're at. So the 55 or 60, and then the 55 and 60 meter hurdles, but they're on the straightaway, either on the side of the track or right down the middle. So I've seen videos of like Division One, like the Matthew Bowlings of the world at like Georgia and stuff like that, running around like the on the banks of the tracks. What is do you know like what the idea of the indoor tracks, like with how they're elevated on turns, what those are for? Or do you have no idea? It's from my understanding, it's about keeping the rate because obviously like they're staggered lanes to try and keep every lane as even as possible. And from what I know, it's just to keep that race as even as you can, depending on your uh, lane assignment. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause that's always something I'd be like, well, why? So they, why are they banked up on indoor, but on outdoor, obviously they're all flat all the way around. So that's some curiosity, I guess, for me. I'm still doing a lot of learning myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because how that's the that's the closest track to indoor track to here, isn't it? Like yeah. an actual indoor track, and it's still. I think there's only like what two or three in Maine. <laughs> yeah, you got the field house, and then you have the one at Colby College, and I don't know if any other school has one. Not that maybe USM or not USM wouldn't have one. They, I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, so, what are kind of like your goals for this season? Do you have any big goals for this season? Most of them pertain to the 400 hurdles because that's my best event. But I like to. I think I could very well break 55 in the 400 hurdles, and I'd like to get within the top 10 on the school leaderboard, and then. I like to place at conferences. Is that all time or is that okay? All time. That's for a freshman. That that'd be pretty impressive. And then hopefully four years down the road, you're, you know, top five, top three. That'd be pretty cool, even as a what's, freshman. What's the qualifying for regionals? Do you know? There actually isn't qualifying as far as I'm, or so I'm not regionals like to go to nationals. Yeah. So from what I understand, it's east. It's broken up at east and west. And I think it's roughly, oh, what is it? It's a certain percent. It's like 48 or something. But in reality, top 60, if you're in the 60, you have a good chance of going because not everybody like obviously goes. So 48 for a 400 hurdle? No, like that for the time, open it's not about times. It's about just Oh, like placement. top 48 people? Yeah, okay. top 48 people. Yeah, if you were in a 48, you'd be, I was like, you'd be easily winning nationals. You would be top three in the Olympics, probably. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Olympics, I know I know just from, like, being with you that one of your idols is Carson Warholm, and you mm-hmm. can actually use the term idol with him. <laughs> so can you kind of talk about him a little bit? I think he's just, like, 
broken incredible barriers like they didn't think that I believe it was 46 seconds was going to be broken in the foreign turtles for another maybe 20 30 years and then to see it dropped right here this year Carson Warholm dropped I think a second off of his time broke breaking the world record in the beginning of the year and then obviously breaking 46 seconds at the end of the year do you think do you have the confidence that like maybe one day that nationals are within reach for you or like even even possibly going to the olympic trials or something like that i think they're very well in the reach for me it's i know it'll take a lot of hard work but i'm definitely prepared to do it because i believe covid kind of screwed everything in high school but if i had maybe my junior year and if i had the opportunities to go further my senior year i think i very well could have gone to high school nationals which would have hopefully transfer to college and I should have to put the work in. If you if you did go to high school nationals and you were getting recruiting offers from other schools, would you have considered other schools or was it always Maine regardless? No, it was always Maine. It's I was born here in the county and I'm from Maine. I was molded by Maine, so I didn't want anybody else to have me other than Maine. <laughs> that sounds kinda cockeyed and me have it like that, but Maine was my only decision. Yeah, so I know from where you guys are in uh, Presque Isle is like 15 minutes from the Canadian border. How far is it from the U of Maine? Uh, I think it's like two and a half hours, but I made it in two hours the other day. (laughs) I don't know if you want that on the internet. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, So what are you going to school for? I'm studying mechanical engineering. So you're so you're a Division One athlete studying mechanical engineering. Have you been able to bounce balance that so far? It hasn't been too hard of a balance so far. It's a good amount of my classes aren't too too bad, and I know as I progress it'll get a lot harder. But I know in high school I made sports and athletics work, but and now that I'm only doing one sport, um, I don't think it should be too too difficult. Although you never know because. I've known people in the past and upperclassmen on the team that have been been academically ineligible because of their grades. So, what are the upperclassmen like? Is there like a lot of good veterans on this team or guys that you can look up to? Mm-hmm. They're a lot. They're really nice. And from what I hear, it kind of goes in phases where you have a really good group of like talented and like really nice um, upperclassmen and captains. And then the next few years, it'll be like really. I can't, I won't say a bad word, but (laughs) (laughs) to just like jerks, but this set of upperclassmen has been incredible and they welcomed me in. I've had so much fun with them. Are a lot of these guys from Maine or is it like a lot from different states and countries as well? It's, I'd say a good balance is from Maine because I know they definitely like Maine kids, but there's also a good bit from all around New England. Like, I've made friends from Connecticut, where you guys are down in, and New York, and Massachusetts. One of my buddies is from France. There's a kid on the team from France? Yeah. He, well, he is from France, but he's lived in Massachusetts since, like, high school, so. Ah, okay. There's a girl from Egypt, though, as well. Hmm. (laughs) Trying to think think of a question that we could Uh, could ask him. What's what's like what's been the transition like from high school to college? Oh, it's definitely been rough. I remember my very first workout was eight by two hundred meter on hills. 
And I think I pulled over on like number four and started dry heaving and throwing up on the side. And I was just thinking, what the hell did I get myself into? But after that, it's definitely gotten a lot better. I've had my fair share of death workouts, but it's gotten a lot better. What about just like college life in general, like as as opposed to high school? It's definitely nice having a lot of freedom. Yeah. And kind of just doing whatever you want and going out and being in charge of yourself now. Is it weird at all? It was weird for a little bit, but to be honest now, I think, especially the first time I came home, I got homesick for college. Yeah. Like yeah. I miss college. Yeah, I think I'm feeling that right now. I don't know about you, Connor. Yeah, I'm. it's kind of getting there for sure, but I actually just went to like a... I actually went to breakfast this morning at like 11 o'clock with a bunch of my buddies. So it was kind of good to catch up with them. But I know this week's the rest of this week's going to fly by for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't have any more questions that I can think of right now. I, I, I kind of wanted to ask what's like the like compared to living up here. What's it like down there living in Orono? Honestly, it's not too different. There's definitely less. I know this year there's been less snow, obviously, all around. But I've noticed the weather's a lot different. It might just be this year, but it's been raining a whole lot. But And it's just the people, because it's a 50-50 shot. They either know where you're from exactly, and they have family up here, or they have no clue where it is, and they didn't even know people lived up there. So I'd like to say I've met one person since I left a college that has known where we live. Really? And I it was like three days ago. Right before we left. Yeah. <laughs> the is it snowing up there at you guys by you guys? Uh my parents said we had snow like a week ago. Yeah, maybe? we got like four inches like end of last week, but it all melted like the day we came home. Oh gotcha. my, my driveway was covered in snow when I got home though. Oh. Yeah, we've been we've been getting like flurries, but nothing that's like stuck at all. So Say so normally up here it snows on Halloween, so yeah, it's been a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> not been up here. <laughs> All right, so we're probably gonna move into the rest of the show now. Yeah, do you want to, Connor? Do you want to stay on and like give your Week Twelve predictions in the NFL? Right, and... We're gonna do a Thanksgiving dra- food draft. Yeah, want to do that? I would love to. All okay, right, sweet. So sweet. I know something. Uh, I know something that I wanted to talk about is. You were down in Loudonville, I believe, for the Mac Volleyball yeah. this yeah. weekend. What was this that past like? weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I only I only covered two games. Both of them were for the um, QBSN, the Quinnipiac Bobcat Sports Network. But I only did social media, and I got to interview um, some players, the players and coaches after the games. And I'm I've really enjoyed covering it this past weekend and being able to immerse myself in the volleyball because I've always enjoyed playing it like in gym class in high school but I never really understood the whole atmosphere of it like when you play and you actually play in a game and stuff like that so I had a lot of fun with the guys that we went up with um the the night before we were getting ready to leave uh some like teenagers or college kids pulled an alarm the fire alarm in our hotel (laughs) So at three o'clock in the morning in upstate New York, when it's freezing outside, below freezing, I only had um, 
like sweatpants, a tank top and like this jacket over. And I'm like, okay, when are we going to get the EL to go back inside? So, so that it was the first time in my dorm, like a week or so ago. Yeah, it was, it was a good weekend, but it didn't end up the way I wanted to <laughs> fire alarm at three o'clock in the morning. How far is that from where you live? Um, Albany is about like, Two and a half hours, two two hundred forty two two hours and forty five minutes from my house. So it's basically going to Quinnipiac, but instead of going all the way over to Connecticut, it just went up like the New York border. That's not yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah, not bad at like, all. Like going to a Chick Fil A for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. You were telling me that a few weeks ago, where in the time <coughs> that it takes me to get to school, you guys go get to go to a Chick Fil A, like yeah. just under like just under three hours. <laughs> All right. So All I right. think I think at this point we're going to go into our predictions for week 12 of the NFL season. Yes, week 12. We still got to do our how we did for week 11. We did. We do. We do indeed. Um, yes. How did you do, Connor? Uh, so coming into the week, I was 60, 41, and 1. That 1 is no surprise that Pittsburgh Steelers decided to fumble the bag against the Detroit Lions. And couldn't win couldn't lose so i'm not i'm happy that we didn't lose but i'm not happy that we tied so let's just say that about that game uh coming in that week i was eight and seven uh so overall i'm 68 48 and one that one is gonna haunt me (laughs) i i really wish i really wish there was a video of what this kid was going through when that game was going on it's like because i he wasn't watching the game I was you watching were, it through I, the game yeah. cast. Yeah, I you were laying on a bed watching it through the game cast for probably yes. an hour and a half. And like every once in a while, I just hear you like aggressively scream. Yeah, it was. It's like going to the country Spain, but without the S. Like it was pure pain. Like it was not fun at all. Because at one point there was a series of like five plays where, okay, Jared Goff threw an interception. But then Najee Harris fumbled the ball. They threw another interception, and then like the season, the fourth quarter would end or something like that. I can't remember exactly when it where it was, but it was painful to watch or be a part of. Speaking of pain, the Steelers also lost this week. But okay. we're gonna talk about uh, that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. So, so hmm. coming into the week, I was forty nine fifty one and one, so I have a sub five hundred record. But I went 11, 11 and four this week, so I'm now 60, 56 and one. So I'm climbing back out of the pits. You're, you're climbing back up. It took you started off when we started doing this not too hot, but you're slowly made your way out. Well, I had a losing record last week, so I've I've been continuing the stretch of not being hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you want to go into our picks for this week? Yeah, let's get into it. So Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Bears, Bears versus Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, and Bills versus Saints. We'll just go one game at a time. And so, this all these games are really toss. This is an interesting week overall with like the amount of toss up games that could go either way. So, in the lieu of giving thanks for Thanksgiving, I'm going to give the Lions their first win of the season this week against the Bears. You know, they're at home on Thanksgiving. Dan Campbell's first Thanksgiving game, it's going to be one of those things where they're on a short week, they're still going to be able to prevail against Justin Fields and the Bears. 
He Dan Campbell is going to go eat some kneecaps, and then he's going to go home and eat some turkey. Eat some turkey. There we I'm go. Take, there we I'm go. taking the Lions as well, mostly because Justin Fields is not starting this week. They're starting Andy yeah. Dalton. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like the Lions should be able to pull out a win here because the bear the Bears aren't necessarily the best team in the world either. Yeah. Connor, just so you know, I don't know if you've been listening to a lot of our episodes, but Cameron <laughs> said that he's going to try to work his way into him saying Dan Campbell is going to eat kneecaps every show. Until he not, actually eats Until kneecaps. he eats kneecaps. And I told him that, that was not. this is not going to be the first place <laughs> that you hear about that, and it's going to be national news when he does. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe both of you guys are actually picking the Lions to win a game. I picked the Lions like four weeks in a row, I think. Yeah. Not only is it Detroit, but it's Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah. He so was a bad quarterback a while ago. Yeah, back in college he was pretty good. He's basically but... Todd Gurley. He had like one good season. <laughs> Wait, is Todd Gurley still in the league? I don't know. I think he's on waivers or something. I, I legitimately forgot that Todd Gurley existed. We have a Vaughn Miller situation like on steroids here. Todd Gurley news. Last I knew, he was on the Falcons. Yeah, he's, he's, a free... a, he's a free agent right now. Dude had the <laughs> shortest prime ever. <laughs> he was drafted in 2015. Yeah, five, <laughs> like six years ago. And I haven't thought about him in over a year, I think. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I, I thought about him a little bit when they signed with the Falcons, but I think obviously they released him, so... I think the last time I thought about him was when I ran for, like, three touchdowns with him in Madden against you. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So, the second game of the week here, we have the Raiders at Dallas. Who are you taking? I am taking the Cowboys. You know, they had a disappointing loss against the Chiefs. Didn't even score a single touchdown. It's pretty disappointing. So you see Skip Bayless's tweets? I did not. What What was he saying? <laughs> I I'll find the actual tweets while you talk about this, but they were he was like it was probably the most aggressive I've ever seen Skip Bayless on Twitter, and that's saying something. That is so I can I can on James. Yeah, we should oh we should definitely mention about the incident that happened Sunday night. Yeah, definitely didn't have a didn't have a show. We'll get that into a little bit later. First we're gonna do our picks. Like I said, I'm picking the Cowboys over the Raiders, you know. Dak, they have so many offensive weapons against the over the Raiders uh, struggling defense with the likes of Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Actually, I don't know if Amari Cooper is going to be able to play because he's still on the COVID reserve list. They still got you know Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. I think they'll have a bounce back game. And the Raiders, the Raiders had that where they like coming off the high of like having Gruden fired. They were kind of like riding that emotional high within the team, and they won some games, but I feel like they're definitely falling off now. They had a yeah, tough sure. this week, and yeah. For sure. All right, so last Thursday game on Thanksgiving, the Bills versus the Saints. The Saints are at home this week for Thanksgiving. Uh, but I'm going to pick the visiting Bills. Uh, they got absolutely smacked by the Colts this week. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those weeks again where it's a similar situation with uh, when they week one when they lost to the Steelers where they're going to come in and uh, beat up on whoever team comes next. So that's why I'm picking the Bills. Yeah, I feel both teams had a tough week this week, but I feel like I think the Colts are a better team than the Eagles, and I feel like Buffalo is just 
definitely a better team than the Saints overall when you look at their depth. So I think I think they're going to reel back from that and they're going to win this week. For sure. All right. So moving on to the Sunday games. The first game, we have Pittsburgh going into Cincinnati for a divisional rivalry game. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals with this one. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Connor, you're the first first guest on this show. I'm going to have to show you a little bit of respect he, to the He's host. actually the fourth guest on this show. Thank you very much. The fourth guest on the show, but the first to actually do the NFL picks, so I'm going to have to actually show a little respect to me. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers, like as we always do every week. Uh, I feel like you're going to continue to pick against the Steelers just in spite of me. Which I think I've picked the Steelers once this season. And when was that? Uh, I honestly don't remember, but I think yeah. they did win that week. Unless it's against the three-win team, I don't think I'll pick the Steelers. I, I think pick... Big Ben's going to slip a disc. I, can't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He turned it, He turned back the clock in the in the fourth quarter of the Chargers game. To what, 72? <laughs> turned back the clock to, like, I don't know, 26? I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm going to pick the Steelers, obviously. How old is he? 39. <laughs> 39. I, I thought he was like 34. I didn't realize nope. he was that old. Yeah. No, he's get, he's getting up there. Like his second year or something. Something like that. All right. Next game is an interesting game. We have the Bucks who blew out the Giants last night and the Colts yeah. who blew out the Bills, surprisingly. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns in that game. I Unreal. played him in fantasy. You played him in fantasy. You made Still a- one by 20. Still won by 20. Oh, you played against him. You didn't have yeah. him on your team, right? Yeah. How'd you do in fantasy this week? You know, you ask me every week, and once again, I do, not have, I do not have the scores pulled up. I did win both weeks, actually. I did nice. win both games. I did, finally. Uh, I won this past week 252 to 140. Absolutely blew him out of the water. And then we had – where's my other team? There they are. And then I won. Oh, that's the same team. And then I won 281 to 229. Are both you, is the scoring in both your leagues like upped? No. What? I don't think so. Not that I've been told. But it does seem it does seem a little suspect. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh yeah, I won I won this week by 20. I'm now 10 and 1. We actually have the two highest the two the two people with the best records in our fantasy league sitting side by side right now. Connor's 9 and 2 cuz he oh, actually boy. decided to open the app this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason you have a better score or the best score in the league is cuz you play potatoes every week that score. Connor, three. I think I scored 170 on you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys play each other this week? No, we play in like two weeks, but I played him. Yeah. I'll look at the schedule. I played him week four, and I beat him one seventy one to one twenty two. Ooh, oh boy! I'll still beat you to a pulp. <laughs> Don't fight right now. Throw I'll throw that window. <laughs> throw hands on over the ledge. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's Calvin Ridley's being a little baby. Uh, All right. Um. We, so I, I don't know if you said I'm picking the box. I don't think uh, we actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't, we didn't actually clear it up, but I'm picking the box as well. Yeah. Tom Brady. It's hard to uh, di- go against him, especially with all yeah. the weapons that he has. So. Yeah. Although the Colts could, could pull out a shocker here. 
Yeah, they did last week against the Bills, so why not do it two weeks in a row? The Bucs still aren't playing their best football. Yeah. They I, don't you, I don't know if you watched the game last night, but the first quarter was interesting. The Giants, like, left guard or left tackle, like, caught an inter- caught a touchdown. Yeah, so basically basically what happened, right, is the, the Bucs marched down the field in, like, six plays. It wasn't even a third down, scored a touchdown. And then the Giants scored a field goal, whatever. They got the ball back, and Brady threw, like, a pass right to Mike Evans' hands, and it popped up in the air. And the Giants got the ball at, like, the 10-yard line. And then Andrew Thomas caught a touchdown. <laughs> Crazy. Next game right. we got on our schedule, the Panthers going to Miami to face the Dolphins. Uh, Cam Newton got the nod last week against his former head coach at the Washington football team, Ron Rivera. So not for that reason, but I am going to pick the Panthers to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Panthers as well. I I, I just really like Cam. That's That's yeah. my whole reasoning. I just want him to win. How did he do? I didn't watch that game. How did he do last week? Oh, uh, the football team won against the Panthers. Yeah, but he threw two touchdowns and like two hundred yards. So yeah, the final score was twenty-seven to twenty-one. So yeah. kept it interesting for sure. Yeah. Next, we have quite the interesting game. Very we interesting. Have the the Titans going into Foxborough to play the Patriots, and the Titans lost to the the Tex- The Titans have been the most bipolar team. Yes, this season. Crazy. I'm gonna pick the Patriots uh, over the. You're uh, you're welcome. I should have just picked the Titans in spite, like you did. You've done to me. Do it. Um, It'll be a loss for you. Yeah, it probably will be, honestly. But I'm gonna stick with the Patriots. You know, they're on a five game winning streak right now. Going. Yeah, I believe so. They're top of the division now. Yeah. Yeah. Mac Jones is going to win Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, and MVP, and the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, well, um, I saw on ESPN today saying that it was not – it was an overreaction that it's everything is setting up perfectly for a Tom Brady-Patriots uh, Super Bowl. So we'll see if your predictions I are hope, right. I hope that happens. That would be the – you know how many views that Super Bowl would get? That would get – that would be the most viewed Super Bowl By ever. far, I think. By far. And I don't think anyone would – I don't think any Super Bowl would surpass it. Not not in the near future, at least. Yeah, definitely not. So, uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Patriots. I don't know if that was clear enough or not. But <laughs> um, So the next game is Philadelphia going into New York. A little bit of a NFC East rivalry matchup here. Who you got? Oh, uh, actually, speaking of the Giants, I got an ESPN notification. Saying that, that the, the Giants <laughs> fired offensive coordinator Jason Garrett after just 26 games in New York. <laughs> what a what a fitting notification to get as we're talking about the Eagles versus the Giants game. <laughs> so, I mean, I already I already had the Eagles pick to win, but I mean now the Eagles are probably going to win because you know they don't have an offensive coordinator anymore. Yeah, Saquon Barkley came back. This week. Yeah, I didn't see but how he, had, he did. He had he 25 did. rushing yards, and he only rushed the ball six times. So, I mean, six rushes for 25 yards is pretty good. I mean, it's about yeah, a he also had six receptions for 31 yards. Oh, so he had a – he's slowly – I think he's slowly working his way back to – Yeah, they probably had him on a snap restriction. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
That was his first game back, right? Yeah, yeah. for like after like a month. Did yeah. you say who you're taking? Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, me even too. Be- even before I saw that Jason Garrett got fired. All right, so the next game, bit of a stinker. We have the we have actually a couple stinkers in a row this week. We have the Falcons going into Jacksonville, where you can get a ticket for twenty dollars. That'd be pretty sweet. Going to th- on Thanksgiving break to. <laughs> Do you see the ticket price for the next for the next game? Do you have it on ESPN pulled up? <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Jaguars in this game. I don't. The Falcons got shut out against the Patriots this week, which I don't think really was a surprise to anyone. But they're not the team I thought they were at the beginning of the season. And even though the yeah. Jaguars are two and eight, I think the Falcons might be worse. Oh my God! I'm just looking at the prices for the next one <laughs> that we're gonna talk about, like. A flight to get to the game is probably more is definitely more expensive than the actual ticket. Well, yeah, yeah. Flight flights are never cheap. Yeah, but I'm just you know I was just I trying think, to make, I think, trying I to think, make a point. I think the better perspective here is you could probably at a Patriots game you could probably buy a hot dog for the same if not more money than you could buy for a ticket for this Jets Texans game. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wasn't even paying attention. Did you pick the Falcons or the Jaguars? You picked the, picked Jaguars? the Jaguars? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars too. Um, it's one of – I think it's tick, took in long enough for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence to gel, and I think they're finally going to be able to do that against the Falcons team this week. Yeah, yeah. Even though they did get blown out by the yes. 49ers yeah. this week. But that's – they're hot. That was last week, yeah. So we have the perhaps the worst game of the entire season. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> well, one of them. Actually, the, the Texans are riding high right now, so who knows? Yeah. But I'm taking the Texans. I don't I'm I'm gonna take the Texans too. You know, like you said, they just came off a of extreme high. No. It's is not it David. Is it Mills? David Mills? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. I think they're on their third string. I think he got injured. Who started for them? It was Ty- Tyrod Taylor. Oh, he did? He did come back? He, threw, he only threw 100 yards, and they still beat them by 10, 9. Was there a lot of – did the running backs have, like, a good game, or was it defense? Um. Oh, he had – Tyrod Taylor had two rushing touchdowns, so that's oh, – that's of part of the reason, yeah. Yeah, no running back had over – the highest was 40 yards, and then for receivers it was 37 yards, so – I think it's just Derrick Henry's out, and the Titans can't do anything without him. Exactly. I hope – do you remember that Patriots game in, like, I think it was, like, 2008 or 2011, like, one of those years where it was in the snow and they beat the Texans by, like, 50? Not really. I can't say I've caught up on my Patriots history recently. Well, that's – it was, like, one of the biggest blowouts in NFL history, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. Hold on. Let me find the – what's the next game while I search this up? Yeah, Next game is the Chargers uh, going into mile high against the Broncos. Uh, I'm picking the Chargers. Obviously, they beat the Steelers, um, scoring 41 points in the game. Justin Herbert seemed to be back on track after, I wouldn't say falling off, but falling off in a few games before that. So I'm going to pick the Chargers over the Broncos. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers as well. He had a strong week this week against the Steelers, who stunk it up. 
But all right, we scored twenty four points in the fourth yeah. quarter. Tell me, tell me a team that did this that that this season. Um, but yeah, I did find the game. It was the biggest blow in NFL history. They beat them fifty nine to nothing. Brady had six touchdowns. Dang. How many? How many? What, what was Randy Moss's stat line for this game? That's a good question. It's not like another one where he had for the. He had, he had 129 yards and three touchdowns, but Wes Welker had 150 yards and two touchdowns. So, wow! Remember Wes <laughs> Welker? I miss remember, Wes Welker. Remember when he went to the Broncos? How much yeah. controversy that was for a slot receiver? Yeah. Unreal. All right, we have a couple more. Let's let's rattle through these last couple games pretty quickly. We have yeah. Rams Green Bay. Uh, I'm taking the Rams. I'm saying uh, the Packers, the Packers did almost beat the Vikings. Wait, no, the Packers did beat the Vikings this week on like, they didn't. They lost on a game-winning field goal. Oh, that's what I thought they won on a game-winning field goal. No, no, they lost. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna... back, but he's not. Actually, he did have a very good week. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, but I'm, I am taking the Rams. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Packers for the reason you just said. You know, Aaron Rodgers pick. Kick, kicked off the dust for after missing uh, last two the week bef- game before that, and uh, hopefully he'll be back against the Rams. Good Rams defense for sure. Yeah, and then the last two Sunday night game, the last two Sunday afternoon. No, we have one afternoon game and one night game. We have there you the Vikings. The, Vi- <laughs> the 49ers. I'm taking the Vikings, even though the 49ers are on a hot streak. The Vikings. Yeah. Did, they've had. They've had. I don't. They've kind of had an under the radar strong season so far, so I'm taking that. Yeah, their defense has been getting a lot better. I'm also picking the Vikings to beat the 49ers. And then the Sunday night game, we have an AFC. North. What's the division name? Yeah, North. North. Yeah. AFC North battle between the Browns and the Ravens, and I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens as well. I'm not sure if Lamar Jackson's gonna be back. Um, their backup, I think it's Trevor Huntley. I think his name is. He played Where's pretty Chase well. He he got signed to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I think it was like Saturday or Sunday. I think I'm gonna the the, the like end song for this podcast is gonna be the Trace McSorley song. This week? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Throw um, it on a dime. <laughs> like I ain't even trying. Just a kid from Briarwood. I'm wearing number nine. Okay. Anywho, back might to that. Monday. Might, that might be the end. That might yeah. be the end song. All right. All right. Um, so we have the Monday night game, last game of the week. We have Seattle and Washington. Bit of a strange matchup, but I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks as well to yeah. win. And, uh, yeah. Did not realize that the Seahawks were 3-7. and seven. Yeah. They've had, they've had a bit of a tough season, but I'm still taking the Seahawks. Yes. And on by we have the Chiefs and the Cardinals. And now I think I think we're gonna get into this Thanksgiving food draft that we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. So Connor, you are playing. You are still with us, correct? I am. Sweet. Let's go. So basically the rules for this is we have we have one meat, two three side. Okay, so I'm gonna preface. This is like a fantasy football draft or any kind of draft. So there's I'm gonna randomize the order. There's three of us, and we'll each get the pick, and it'll be like a snake draft. Snake draft. So we have to we have to pick one meat, one side, so- three sides, one Thanksgiving activity, and one dessert. 
Should we should we include like a pie too? Because that's usually yeah, that's what I'm talking about for like for like dessert. Dessert, okay. That yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so let me randomize the order here. I already have all three names in a random.org. So you have the first pick, I have the second pick, and you have the third pick. Saw my name up top, and I was like, yeah. (laughs) This week it's going to be Connor featuring Connor. Connor. (laughs) All right, right. so with the first overall pick, what do you take? I am going to take a meat... And I'm going to take chicken. Chicken with the first overall pick. That is that's yes. a yikes. That that's is a bro- yikes. Do you eat chicken on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I enjoy eating chicken on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that oh, what you no, got no, no, wait, no. I meant. Oh, I can't make the. Never mind. I made the pick. Did you not mean oh, to God. say chicken? I did not. I meant to say turkey. <laughs> we- <laughs> oh my God. We'll start to this draft where the kid doesn't know uh, the difference. No, it's, I know. I know the difference. I just said so with things. the second overall pick in this draft i'm going to take turkey <laughs> oh my god why did i say that you guys are both chump. third <laughs> overall pick mashed potatoes and gravy easy is it, wait now is it should mashed potatoes well i guess he does have back-to-back picks he does have back-to-back picks so right. yeah. is, mashed, will, is mashed potatoes and gravy mashed one potatoes. meal is mashed potatoes and gravy one meal I would consider because you put gravy on other things, so yeah, I consider them two separate meals. Okay, I'll take mashed potatoes with third and yep. fourth. I'll take stuffing. Ah, uh, soft. That's that's a good oh, side. Good, that's a good side. Uh with the fifth overall pick, what am I gonna take here? I'm gonna have to Google some Thanksgiving sides because I was about to take stuffing. Um. So, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving this year? I am personally going to my grandparents' house that we just finished building. Uh, I'm going to go there with a bunch of my my dad's side of the family. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to go to my mom's side of the family and just do like finger foods and all that good stuff. I've never had that before. Um, So I, I have a question here. Does is there a separation between regular stuffing and meat stuffing? Because we make like a pork stuffing. I mean, if Can you've had, made. I mean, I guess if you've had a, I guess if you've had it before, I guess you could make the distinction between it. There's only so many sides you might have to. I'm well. There's yeah. I'm gonna. So with the fifth pick, I'm going to take. It's it's like a pork stuffing. Okay. It's not like the the breaded stuff. It tastes. I you guys should try it sometime. Actually, have you had like a meat stuffing before? Um. I don't think so. It's elite. It's pretty elite. It's elite. Uh, You're up now with the sixth overall pick. Yeah, so with the sixth overall pick, I am going to go with homemade mac and cheese. That's a very good choice. That's a very good choice. Uh, I I like to think it's a good show. I I like to think it's a good, good meal. And then with my... Set seventh, seventh overall pick. With the oh yeah, you do have picks back. Yeah, yeah. back to back. Yeah, Uh, with my seventh overall pick, I am going to go with. I'm gonna go cranberry sauce. Oh, oh. So you took what was what did you take with the you took mac and cheese, right? Yeah. 
And then cranberry sauce with the seventh overall pick. Yes. So with the eighth overall pick, <clears throat> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, steal from you on this one, and I'm taking gravy. Oh yeah, Sorry. I didn't pick it again. Gravy doesn't make a meal. Gravy makes a bad meal, all right meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't cook that well, so I need it for my meal. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say you're probably gonna need a lot of gravy this Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm up. Yep. All right, pick number whatever. Nine. Um, number nine. I'm gonna go with blueberry pie. Oh, so you have your dessert out of the way. Yep. Oh, I just had one. Oh, it was that sweet potatoes casserole with little marshmallows on top. Okay, so that's that's your tenth pick. Had that for the first time the other day. Sweet potato. I learned about this from one of our friends like last week. I didn't know it was a thing. We talked to about put, it. Yeah, to put marshmallows yeah. on a what like that didn't make any sense to me. Um, it was so freaking good though. With the what pick are we on? Eleven. Yeah, eleven. Huh. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do here. I'm going to take an activity. I'm gonna take watching football. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. there's an activity. That's why I was. That was literally gonna be my next pick. Yeah. My next pick was going to be watching football. That's tough. I snagged it. Yeah, you did. All right, who's up now? Is it, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. All right, so with another side, I'm going to take, with my last sides pick, I will take the, like, corn on the cob. Solid choice, solid choice. And then as, as my dessert, I'm going to take apple pie. Oh, that's a very good choice as well. Always a go-to. Always Should have go-to. thought about that. Apple pie. And now it's me again, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So do I go with another side is the question. Because well, I, I don't think anybody's going to take my dessert. Oh, I know I know what I'm going to do. I'm taking, you know, like roasted potatoes that have like, like the bacon flakes and that stuff on them? Yeah. That's what I'm taking. Good, solid choice. That was solid my back, choice. My backup was bacon wrapped potatoes. All right, you are up now, Connor. Not right. you, Connor, the other Connor. What no, you are up. That literally, that literally didn't help. Literally didn't help at all. Yeah. I'm up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I might as well get out of the way. I'll take ham for my meat. No, you still didn't take a meat. I'm still not taking a meat. I don't think you would know, none of us could have taken one. So. And then. For my activity, I'll take napping. <laughs> That's a solid activity, actually. Yeah, That's a solid activity. yeah, after you get all that stuffing and whatnot, you just gotta, you know, take a nice little power nap. Um, so sixteenth pick, you're taking napping, and I believe I am up again. Yes. What do I need? So I have, I need a dessert. I think is the last thing I have left. And it's I'm stuck between two right now, and I don't know which one I should take. I'm gonna Google it to see if it looks good to me at this very moment. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take lemon meringue. Lemon meringue pie. I yeah. I do like lemon meringue pie too. 
And then how many more picks do we have left here? I think it One. might just be you. It's just my yeah. last pick, yeah. I so with the Mr. Irrelevant pick in the 2021 Over the Ledge Thanksgiving draft, I'm going to take playing football. Oh, that's that's a very solid activity playing. as well. Yes. Tossing the pigskin around. Always a solid choice. All right. So that is the end of the first annual Thanksgiving food draft on here on Over the Ledge 98.1 WQAQ. Uh, got any final comments, guys? Um, yeah, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you guys all have a great Thanksgiving. That it, This will be posted on Wednesday, so hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, from myself and Cameron and our special guest, Connor, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, Cameron, got any final thoughts as well? Yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Like he said, have a great Thanksgiving. I just want to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram at OverTheLedgeWQAQ and on Twitter at OverTheLedge981. Make sure to give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Is there anything you want to plug, Connor? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Connor.BlackBear, I think. And happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for and coming on, Connor. Just a reminder that we will be back in the studio uh, this coming Monday. That would be December, October 20, November 29th. My gosh, get my money right. But uh, yeah, so we'll be back in the studio on 98.1 WQAQ. And yeah, like we've keep saying, uh, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Throw um, it on a dime, like I ain't even trying. Just a kid from Briarwood, I'm wearing number nine. Okay. Coach Franklin down at Fandy, flipped to Happy Valley. Now I'm coming back and got the natty on my mind. They can't touch my deep ball, every game I'm scoring. I'm your favorite quarterback, they call me Chase McSorley. Rep that blue and white, you know I do it for the glory. Big up Chase McSorley. Chase McSorley. Chase McSorley. They call me Chase McSorley. I went out to the